Welcome to the Retirement Risk Show, the best retirement interviews and advice with Dave Hall. Learn strategies to help you reduce and even eliminate the risks facing your retirement. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. My name is Dave Hall. I am your host. As always, very excited to be back with you talking about that longest self-imposed period of unemployment most of you will have in your lifetime. Could be 10 years, could be 20 years. Heck, it might even be 30 or 40. It is what we call retirement. If you're looking to get access to the education tools, the planning resources, maybe even my calendar so you can learn more about what it takes to get safely through retirement, go to my website, retirementriskadvisors.com. You'll get access to all the resources that we have available to help you deal with those challenges you're going to face in retirement, those various risks that seem to pop up when you're living 20, 30, 40 years without a guaranteed paycheck for many of you. Today, I'm bringing on to the show my partner, Paul Obendorf. Many of you have not yet had a chance to get to know him, so I thought it would be fun to bring him on the podcast today, have a discussion, not only talk a little bit about him, but uh, some of the things that he's experienced throughout his lifetime as a planner. Paul, welcome to the show. Well, thanks, Dave. Glad to be on here. Paul, this is fun for me to have the opportunity to have this interview, I guess, for lack of a better word. But not only does it give our listeners an opportunity to get to know you better, but usually something pops out that I didn't know when I do these interviews. So if you wouldn't mind giving our listeners a little bit of your background and what got you into the retirement space. Sure, absolutely. Well, I am originally from Ohio. I grew up in the Akron, Ohio area and uh, graduated from Kent State. And uh, I got into the financial services business uh, a number of years ago. And I worked for several years in the space of primarily insurance and insurance-related products. And then I went on to get my securities license and became an investment advisor. And really over about the last 10 years have focused exclusively on retirement planning because retirement planning is a little bit different than your traditional accumulation planning. And that's what I've been doing for about the last uh, nine or 10 years now. Let's talk a little bit about some of those differences. Uh, I know that for our listeners, oftentimes it just seems like it's one set period of time that we start saving in our 20s, 30s, or 40s, and we retire 50s, 60s, or 70s, and then we pass away sometime after that. Yet it all just oftentimes seems like one transaction. Share a little more about the difference between the accumulation and the distribution phases. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a very big difference. And the biggest reason why is as we are building up towards retirement, from the time we start working, which for most of us is in our early 20s, uh, we're working for approximately 40 years until we get somewhere into our early to mid 60s and then we retire. So we've saved up this nest egg that now has to last us for, as you mentioned, 20, 30, 40 years. So we're entering this voluntary period of unemployment. The biggest difference is that in the accumulation phase, we are not taking money out of our portfolio. We're putting money in, we're not taking it out, we're letting it grow. So at the end of that time, the sequence of the returns doesn't matter so much. Once we retire and we start taking money out of the portfolio, everything changes because now when we have a downturn in the market and we're taking money out at the same time, it's kind of like a double whammy. So in retirement, everything changes. Yeah, it definitely does. Uh, I just got back from Dallas. Our listeners will know that because this last week's show was on our trip there. We talked to many of the advisors, but one of the individuals there that talked talked about the sequence of inflation. Never really thought much about that, but talked about how it basically plays out the same way as sequence of return, that if you happen to have retired during the last few years where inflation is so much higher, going to have some long-term impact on your ability to get through those late retirement years. 
Well, yeah, that would make a lot of sense because if your value of your portfolio is being eroded by inflation because you're having to take more and more out to meet your lifestyle and income needs, then that's going to have an impact on your portfolio. So the point is, is that early on in our retirement, usually in about those five years before retirement and about 10 years after retirement, if we're hit by things like, you know, surging inflation or dramatic market losses, those losses early in retirement can have a devastating impact on the rest of your portfolio. So you've got to plan for it. It's amazing how much difference there is in that early accumulation period to the distribution period when we look at it from a risk side. And it's part of what I talk about in my various webinars, part of what we do in our planning, which is the opportunity to sit down with people and help them address these risks. As you look at these risks in the planning you do, what do you find that most people overlook? What are some areas that many people don't think they need to worry about that really are items that they should be worrying about when they've got such a long period of time their money needs to last? You know, I talk about the big three, really the three biggest things, and there's so many things that can impact your retirement, but probably the three biggest are number one, we touched on it, sequence of return risk. That's a special type of market risk that really only affects you in retirement. It doesn't affect you in your accumulation years because you're not taking money out. In your retirement years, it's a very important thing to address. So that, that would be number one. Number two is taxes. We talk a lot about taxes in our retirement planning, and that's because in 2018, when the tax cuts went into effect, That began an eight-year period where taxes are at historically low levels. So because those taxes are at historically low levels, that gave us an eight-year window to begin to strategically shift money from taxable and tax-deferred buckets to tax-free buckets in an effort to hopefully get ourselves to the 0% tax bracket retirement. We've got to pay those taxes anyhow, so why not pay them when taxes are on sale? And then the third thing is is probably long-term care. Uh, 70% of people over 70 at some point in their life may have some need for long-term care. If you made it all the way through to your mid to late 80s and uh, you've got a little bit of money left, but you don't have anything planned for from a long-term care perspective, that can wipe out whatever you have left. Whereas if you have something set aside to to take care of long-term care, then you have that taken care of and and you'll still be okay for the remaining years. Listeners, I talk about this in many of my webinars. I'm not sure if we've talked about it much here on the podcast. When he talks about long-term care risk and the the chance that we're going to have a problem there, the sad thing is only about 6% of America has done anything to solve the problem. In fact, you might be shocked to learn that more of you believe in Bigfoot, Sasquatch, the Boggy Creek Monster, whatever you call them. 11% of America believes in Bigfoot, 100% guaranteed chance you're never you're never going to see him. But yet here we set with a 70% chance we're going to have a long-term care event. It's going to cost hundreds of thousands of dollars, and we're just not solving the problem. But, Paul, it's not just that issue. It's these other things you talk about that, for whatever reason, it seems the industry isn't helping retirees better understand the pitfalls that can come in during the later years. There's two focus that seems to be on average rates of return, average distribution rates, all these things that we believe everyone's going to be able to do for a long-term consistent period of time that just never happen. Yeah. Unfortunately, traditional planning was focused on the fact that when you would retire, you would get a pension. And so that pension was there to take care of you. And as pensions started to die off, Americans began to realize that more and more they're in a self-funded retirement. Now, instead of a pension uh, taking care of you or carrying you through retirement, you've got to save up your own nest egg and rely on nest egg to carry you through for an extended period of time. So there's a lot of advisors, unfortunately, out there that are still clinging to the old way of planning for retirement, where you would just leave everything in the market and then just kind of pull from the market as needed. And that's just proven not to work. The 4% rule that a lot of people may have heard of, just withdraw 4% each year and adjust for inflation. 
that's been proven not to work. So really in retirement, it all starts with income. So what you've really got to do, you know, even in the years leading up for retirement is create an income bucket. And that income bucket, you're better served by utilizing something like a fixed index annuity versus relying on a bond portfolio to do that. So there's a lot of guarantees that come with a fixed index annuity to not only keep your money safe, but provide lifetime income streams. And if you convert that money to tax-free, that's going to be tax-free income. So really, once you've taken care of income, then you can plan for tax conversions. You can plan for setting a little bit aside for long-term care through some things that are available for long-term care. The problem with long-term care planning traditionally has been that there's just not a lot of good options out there. But there are some unique uh, long-term care vehicles available, things like uh, what we call LERPs life insurance retirement plans that uh, when properly structured can provide for long-term care needs if that arises. Paul, as we look at the importance of income, I know it's something that I talk about all the time as well, because Social Security really was only intended to cover about 40% of the lifestyle expenses you would have in retirement. Now, understand because of Ben points that if you make more money, then it's probably going to cover a less percentage of your retirement needs. If you make less money, it's going to cover more because there is a a point where you'd be able to get 90% of your pre-retirement income back in Social Security. But as you look at that, and especially in a world where we've got inflation that is going up and Social Security for most people is their only source of inflation adjusted income. We realize that the additional income, those additional paychecks, as Tom Hegnan likes to call them, become very important. Why do you think, Paul, that so few people really look at income in retirement and think for whatever reason, it's all about just having a bucket of assets once they get to retirement? Yeah, it's a great point. It just hasn't really been uh, preached that way. I mean, in traditional planning, you save up a bucket of money. And whether you had a pension or not, you know, Social Security was there. And the notion was, okay, well, I've got Social Security. And now I'm going to leave everything invested, my mix of stocks and bonds and mutual funds and ETFs and all that sort of thing. And I'm going to pull out what I need in retirement and just cross my fingers and, and hope it lasts. And unfortunately, there's a lot of risks that come along with that. So Really what people have begun to do lately, I've seen it more and more in recent years, is look at if I don't have a pension, how much am I getting from Social Security? And then what's my income gap? Well, my income gap is if I take the amount of money that I need after tax to live on in retirement, maintain my retirement lifestyle. If I need 100000 and Social Security is only providing me 40000 I have a $60,000 income gap. So now that means that I've got to pull that $60,000 from my retirement portfolio. But if that's in my tax deferred bucket, I'm going to have to pull out more than $60,000 to account for taxes. And if I'm pulling out at a distribution rate of five, six, seven percent that's just a recipe for, for failure, a recipe for running out of money. So what we can do is take a portion of that and move that to the income bucket, utilizing things like fixed index annuities, for example, to create that income that allows me to leave more money in what I call the growth bucket. So now I have money that's outside of my income bucket that's now allowed to grow. So it's not about rates of return in retirement. It's about do you have enough income to meet your needs throughout retirement. There are many people out there when you bring up the word annuity that have negative feelings toward it. I know because of educating so many people on the concept. What what are some giveaways that you would uh, give to someone who may have either had a bad experience with annuities or heard someone uh, bad-mouthing them out in the public? Yeah, when it comes to annuities, it's interesting because you will hear everything from I have an annuity and it's the best thing I've ever had to I know someone that had an annuity and I would never get one because, you know, I've heard 
People like Ken Fisher say, I hate annuities and you should too. But the reality of it is, is that there's a couple of different types of annuities. There's everything from what's called a single premium immediate annuity, to fixed annuities, fixed index annuities, there's variable annuities. So when we talk about annuities in retirement, we're specifically talking about fixed indexed annuities. Now, each annuity has its place and its purpose, but for generating income in retirement, a fixed indexed annuity is the one that's most likely going to do the job that you want it to do, and that is to generate lifetime income. As it relates to annuities, the three most common objections that you'll hear are that my money's not liquid, so my money's locked up, or they're high fees, or I can get better returns in the market. And to number one, I would say that when you create that income bucket with an annuity, you actually free up the rest of your portfolio. So what you end up with is even though you're giving up a little bit of liquidity, initially, the rest of your portfolio actually becomes more liquid. As far as high fees, most of the annuities that you're going to use in retirement, specifically most of the fixed index annuities, are very low fee or in most cases, zero fee. And as far as better returns in the market, it is possible that you may get better returns in the market. But remember, in retirement, not all of your portfolio is allocated to, to growth and, and returns. You want to allocate a portion of your portfolio to income. That particular product is doing the job of generating income for you, working very much like the bond portion of your portfolio would have. I like to look at these products oftentimes like you would a car because it's something that people relate to quite well. We've all seen a, a ton of cars out there. We have various cars that work for us. But if you were to show up at a construction site with a Prius planning to load the lumber, uh, take the guys around, you're not going to be very happy with that product. And I often see the same thing happening with annuities because people don't take the time to understand what's out there and what's available. They oftentimes get the wrong product in the retirement and, and then it doesn't work. The other thing I often see too is, is they don't educate themselves on the fact that there are new products. It's like going out there and trying to drive a Pinto in today's market. If you were doing that, probably not super happy that that's your vehicle of choice as you look around you and see what's available. Same thing's happening in the annuity space. Those old high fee annuities, uh, single premium annuities of the past are not the annuities of today. And as they've changed, got us into a position where we can better help our retirement. Yeah, absolutely. It's about having the right tool for the job. And again, I go back to income. In retirement, job number one is to create that income bucket. And it used to be, well, where's my income going to come from? What's well, going to come from my bond portfolio? Well, the problem is that doesn't work so well anymore. And yes, bond rates are up a little bit right now, but for the last 20 years, bond rates have been horrible. So uh, it's been really hard to generate any kind of good income out of your bond portfolio. Well, it's been proven that annuities can do a better job of creating that income for you in retirement than your bond portfolio can. So just like you may have had a 60-40 mix of stocks and bonds in retirement. Now, instead of using that 40% in bonds, right? Now we're just going to shift that 40%, for example, to fixed index annuity. It's Tom Hegna says it's going to actually decrease the volatility in your portfolio. It's going to create more income for you. It's going to be more predictable. And you can set it up where it provides guaranteed income for you and your spouse. When we look at that, it's about having the right tool for the job. And so if we want to generate income, we can get better income. It's been proven we can take about half of the money that we would need from our portfolio. And if we allocate that towards a fixed index annuity, that's going to be able to generate the same amount of income, which leaves the other half of our portfolio to grow. So by having the right tool, you can definitely have a more effective result from what you're trying to accomplish. 
More than 50% of CPAs will run out of money in retirement, and this number is projected to grow because of risks like inflation, increased longevity, and rising healthcare costs. Retirement Risks Advisors has the perfect solution to help CPAs make their money last as long as they do. Learn more by signing up for our flagship webinar, Getting Safely Through Retirement. In this webinar, we share the top 10 financial risks CPAs will face in retirement and what can be done to reduce or eliminate each risk. To get started, visit retirementriskadvisors.com safe. When I was younger, my family was so poor that we oftentimes couldn't afford the things that many of my friends could. And one of those things was when our city put the sewer system into our town, they brought it to our street, but you had to get it from your house to the street. Well, we didn't have the money to go out and pay the $1,500 for the backhoe. So my dad got my brothers and I and said, look, here's some buckets and shovels. We're going to go out and dig, which is what we did for weeks. We had to go to about 150 feet, nine feet deep because we had a basement and need to hook into the plumbing there. But you're right. If you have the right tools, that backhoe had it done within a couple of hours. My friends' families were out their business, had everything taken care of. And yet here we sat every night just trying to make it happen. And our job as advisors really is to bring that backhoe into your retirement to say, hey, we have the better tools, the better resources, the better planning opportunities to deal with the risk you'll face. So as you go through that time, you're not wasting so much time worrying about what's going to happen or if you're going to be able to get it done in time. You know, that was another issue that we had is could we get the trench dug before the city came to hook it up so that they could then go about and make sure that everything was hooked up the way it needed to be? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of advisors that, that will uh, shy away from any discussions about annuities, because there's been this message delivered by a lot of the uh, major Wall Street style investment firms that, you know, say things that disparage annuities and make it seem that you're foolish to have an annuity. And why would you ever do that? You know, it's become kind of like you talk about annuities at all. You're just an annuity salesperson or that you're just preaching some type of message that is contrary to what Wall Street preaches. But the reality of it is, that, you know, I don't shy away from talking about it at all because it, it really is the cornerstone. It's probably step number one in planning a successful retirement because if I do that, not only have I really eliminated sequence of return risk because now the rest of my portfolio is allowed to grow and I'm not dependent on that portion of the portfolio for income. So if I've created an income bucket with about half my money, then the rest of my portfolio is allowed to grow. I'm going to go through retirement with a lot less stress and worry because I know the income is taken care of. So now in my growth bucket, now that I don't have any bonds in my growth bucket, I can actually have a little bit more fun with that, maybe even be a little bit more aggressive and take a little bit more risk because that becomes what Tom Hegner refers to as my permission slip. I'm, I'm allowed to spend that money anytime I want. It becomes sort of a personal slush fund and I sleep a lot better at night because I know that my income is taken care of. One thing that I realized a long time ago is that I was nobody's mother. As a result, it was not my job to tell people what they wanted to hear. It was my job to tell them what they needed to hear. And this is one of the things that I found in years of planning, that when you look at mainstream planning, it is the easy road. As Paul mentioned, that many people don't want to talk about annuities because maybe even for them, it's too hard for them to, to try to understand the way they work. You see it from a tax side. It's very easy for me as an advisor and a CPA to say, hey, let's defer your taxes 
because you're going to get an immediate benefit on those tax returns. I look like the hero. You came into my office owing $20,000. You leave my office owing 10, but I didn't tell you about the next step. I didn't tell you about when you have to pay that out. You see it in ordinary planning. It's easy to map out average rates of return, average distribution rates. That retirement plan looks great. But what I found is it's these niches as we get into, that's the hard part saying, hey, we're willing to address annuities and life insurance, two products many people may have negative feelings toward. We're going to address the fact that the taxes are going up. That current uh, deferral on your retirement account, not such a good idea if taxes today are historically low and they're, they're going to go up in the future. That average distribution rate and that average rate of return, not so good if we've got a situation where the market drops when you get into retirement. So couldn't agree with you more, Paul, that we're really in a situation here where the type of planning we're trying to put together is the stuff that people really need to hear because it's going to be what's going to affect and impact them for the next 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah. And and what you'll find when you do that type of planning is that if I've taken care of income first and eliminated sequence of return risk, and then now I've got a growth bucket. So my entire portfolio is not an income bucket. Only half of it is an income bucket. The other half is a growth bucket. See, that's the gift of when you use a fixed index annuity in your retirement plan is that if I have a million dollars, for example, in retirement bucket in my portfolio, and I'm going to try to follow the 4% rule or even the 3% rule, every dollar of that is allocated towards my future income needs. So I don't have truly a growth bucket. Yes, I'm trying to achieve growth, but I'm having to spend down at the same time. That's why you typically see a spend down arc for most people's retirement situation. So you don't actually have a growth bucket. When you move a portion of that to income, And now you have the other half left for growth. Now you give yourself the uh, growth bucket. So now I have a growth bucket. So what I end up with is actually, instead of a descending arc, I end up with with a much better, and and we show this in in terms of our before and after scenarios, you actually end up with, with, with more of an upward arc in retirement because your income is taken care of and the rest of your money is allowed to grow. So it's really about addressing income, addressing taxes, making sure that you have something set aside for long-term care. And when you do that type of planning, you just find that you have a lot more of a worry-free retirement. And you don't have a less quality retirement either is another thing that people need to understand. When we do risk-based planning, it's not the Dave Ramsey rice and beans that you go into retirement at 65 and until you get to 75, you can't spend any money. You got to save it all. And then hopefully you can have some money left to enjoy the last 10 or 15 years of your retirement. The planning that we do is designed to allow you to have every bit of money that you expected to have from your traditional plan. But as Paul mentioned, it gets better over time. You have an opportunity that as retirement goes, you may be able to live even a better retirement than expected because of the way the products and the structure happens. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot less sleepless nights with that type of planning because you know that income is taken care of. If a, if a long-term care need should arise, you have plat- that plan for, and the money that's in your growth bucket is allowed to grow and, and feel free to be able to reach into that money really whenever you want to without the concern that it's somehow going to affect your income because it's not. So it, it really frees you up to we really for our clients the, the biggest problem that we have is getting them to spend the money. We you know we have to constantly tell them that hey with this type of planning, you're gonna get to spend more. You need to actually change your ways. You know you've been frugal, you've been a saver your whole life. And now in retirement we want you to enjoy it, travel, give some money away, be generous. And th- that's the one thing that I'm looking forward to in retirement is the, you know the ability to be even more generous. You know, so when you when you know that your needs are taken care of and you have money that you're allowed to tap into, it really frees up the ability to not only travel and have fun, but also 
just uh, know that you've, you've done the conversions to move things to Roth. So hopefully you're leaving things to your to your uh, beneficiaries or your kids in a tax-free way. But it just gives you the, the freedom to, to be as generous as you want with that money, which I think is pretty cool. It absolutely does. Paul, we're at the end of our time. Uh, thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Dave. I appreciate it. Listeners, thank you so much for being with us here on the show. It's been great to have Paul with us. Uh, many of you will get the opportunity to meet him if you, you contract with us and allow us to do some of your planning, allow us to face the, those various risks you're going to deal with and allow us to try to eliminate or reduce those risks from your retirement. If you want to learn more about what you can do to get safely through retirement, remember, go to my website, retirementriskadvisors.com. Look forward to seeing you each again next week where we'll continue to break down the risks facing your retirement. And that's today's episode. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to wherever you get your podcast. We come out with a new episode every Friday morning and you don't want to miss it. The Retirement Risk Show is a production of the Retirement Risk Advisors. Our show was produced by C.R. Talene and Autumn Koenig. If you're a CPA looking for more retirement education, visit retirementriskadvisors.com.